Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Carrie the Mockney. I'm CL Kita. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode we release just for our Patreon supporters. Our Patreons also receive an exclusive invite to the Dramas with a Side of Kimchi Discord server where you can chat daily with the fangirls about the dramas we're all watching and much, much more. The link to our Patreon is in our show notes. I love our Discord server. I am on there all the time. I try. I try to remember to go in, but I'm an absolute dinosaur. And so you'll see me more on Facebook. But I promise that this summer, I'm home. School's out. I am going to try my hardest to be more of an active presence on Discord. And we're looking forward to it. In fact, weren't we talking about playing around with doing maybe a a live chat at one point? (gasps) See, now that I can totally do because I I need that instant feedback. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I'm a showboater. Look at me. Look at me. Um, So, yeah, I think it would be so much fun to have a chance to do something interactive that we can include on the blot or the podcast. It would be so much fun. Well, we'll work on that this summer since we have a little more time. Okay. So we are super. I might even be able to go to you for that. (gasps) No. That'd be awesome. Okay, you got me all distracted. Okay, we are super excited to be ta- talking about the pivotal middle episodes of the fabulous Chinese drama, Le Coup de Food. And also we have to apologize, or at least I, the Mokne, need to apologize. We called Chao Yi's brother Guan Chan in the last episode. His name is Guan Chao. I don't speak Chinese, but also you think I could spell something correctly, and I just didn't do it. So we will do better this time around. And I think I need... I've been destroying most of their names, especially the friend's name. Mm-hmm. Dan, say it again for me. Dao Chong. Dao Chong. That's it. Okay. So, and I'm going to talk about him a lot. So let's see if I can say his name right this time. <laughs> okay. And I think this episode too will be a little more episodic just because the story is no longer nonlinear. We actually got a straight line this time around. When we left off, Chao Yi's... And Yanmo were making plans to go to Britain together. And then in episode 13, or I think it was the end of episode 12, Chao Yu is like, I can't go with you. And episode 13 starts off, we find out that Chao Yu's stepdad got hit by a car and he's in the hospital. And she feels like she needs to stay home and support her family. And her world is just shattered. And so she tells Yanmo that she can't go to Britain anymore. And she unintentionally shatters his world too. Especially because she won't tell him why. Which I didn't understand. The kind that just, she, it's her pride, I guess. She wants to handle the problem herself. It's so frustrating. Money was already an issue. You know, money was an issue and being away from her family. She's never been away from her family. And now she's afraid that if she tells him why she can't go, he won't go. Right. She doesn't want to hold him back. And, you know, Chai, she's she's slower. Um, she's, she's a deep thinker and she knows him mm-hmm. and she knows that he will try to fix everything for her and he can't fix this. He can't fix this. There, there's a little bit, she doesn't want him to resent her <laughs> for taking away his opportunities. 
So, you know, no. her for a whole different slew of reasons. In this case, the noble idiocy is allowed. I give the noble idiocy a pass here because he he's so awkward and he's he's never been a part of a family. And let's be honest, it's painful for him to go without her, but it's easier for him to go without her thinking that, you know, they're breaking up than if he were to be worrying about what was happening to her at home. Yeah. Because he has so much potential and she's so afraid she's going to mess up his life. Mm -hmm. And the whole Britain story is so ironic. I mean, they both go away to college and she has a chance to go overseas. Mm -hmm. So she goes overseas to Britain and she thinks that she's around where he might be, but she doesn't see him. He has no clue that she's there. And it's so ironic because she's not just there. She's literally there. Yeah, she's in his house. And he he sort of discovers it, but it's too late. Mm-hmm. But we've still got issues here. He thinks that she left him. Yeah. She thinks he's got a girlfriend. Yes. So even when he is sitting there, you know, crying with his friends, including the supposed girlfriend. <laughs> his childhood fiance. His child yeah. What what is that? What is that? No. <laughs> Just no. Hard pass. Hard pass. But the thing is that and this is what I like the most about this story. She is trying to keep, you know, she's trying to find some way to connect with him, but she's, she keeps missing him, but he's a little stalker. He's been following her blog. Mm-hmm. So it's so funny and so cute because I said it last time. He is so smitten. And and his is a quiet love, and I'm a sucker for a quiet love. I'm I'm, ugh, it gets me every time. Well, it's so sweet, and it reminds me. Oh, don't judge me, and if I've already said it, just tell me. But in Twilight, <laughs> talking to Bella. Shut up. This is relevant because. The point of vampires in the Twilight universe is just that they're unchanging, right? Except for meteoric events. Right. And Edward meeting Bella was a meteoric event and changed him completely. And I just right. see the parallel because Xiao Yi being in Yan Mo's life changed him completely. And that's why she's the only one for him is because there's nothing else. He, he wouldn't change that way for anyone else. That's fair, and I'll allow it. Thank you. But I love the fact that we go we go all the way back to the Twilight books with this, <laughs> and it's but it's that stoic, it's that stoic stoic boy that you know it's all the little things that they do to make the person they love's life easier, and that's why she knows that if he knows what's happening in her family. He will move heaven and earth and ruin any chance he's got. 
Yes. And she doesn't want that for him. And he knows her well enough that once he understands the situation, he can't resent her forever. Now he's going to resent her because, you know, this, this is the, he is, he is totally a, um, a person who loves once. And there are really people out there like that. You fall in love once and it it's just that that's it. And, and there's no moving on. So um, now we're circling back to Chow Yi playing the abused pregnant woman and Yan Mo storming out of the interview. And we know the backstory. Yes. We know why. And we, and she still can't tell him they're grownups and she still can't tell him. He still doesn't know. Yeah. But at this point, at this point, I think it's just because she's been holding on to the secret for so long. She can't, she feels like she can't say anything. I don't know. What do you think? I think, I mean, honestly, she is, she is the tree that bends. Yanmo is unmoving. And Chao Yi is the tree that bends. And she knows that. And she also knows that she has to wear him down. And it always makes me laugh because we have characters like this and we see these characters in other, um, in other dramas, like for instance, um, it started with a kiss, playful kiss, those, those stories where we have this ditzy girl that is with this super smart guy and the secret to why he likes her is always because she loves more than anything else. That's always the big secret. Um, so she is just determined that she's going to break him down. She is going to break down this wall that he has thrown back up. He, she just has to find a chance just to find a way. Mm-hmm. So, that means that now she's got to get crafty. Yep. And because she doesn't want to live life without him. Yeah. Her solution is so her. Oh, it is. It's quit her job and move to Beijing, which is what she does. And then, of course, she can't just be in Beijing because that's millions of people, but she has to get hired at his company at Panda Tech. And Dao Chen. So, brother and friend, their names are too close for me. I keep trying to mix them up. So they've kept in touch. She has kept, I mean, again, remember, he's the mother of the group. He really is. So he's, he is home base. He is the one that ties everybody together and she's kept in touch with him. And so he gets a little underhanded and makes sure that she gets to go work at the company. Mm -hmm. I love him so much. I know. I just, you know, he's, he's so pure hearted. He really is. So she just, she gets hired on at Panda, but she's not hired on in an upper level position. No, she's like an assistant or secretary or something. Yeah. It's pretty low ranking. She's, she's low tier. And it's frustrating because she has all this marketing experience. There's an itty bitty teeny tiny problem in the fact that 
girl that's the childhood fiance is also working for the company. It's like defying her daddy's wishes to work there. Yeah, but who cares about that? She knows who Chow Yi is. Yeah. So she pokes her every chance that she gets. Oh, yeah. She's obnoxious. And she's gorgeous. And she's smart. And you want to not like her. Mm -hmm. But you can't help but to like her. Eventually. It took me a little while. You know, I like her because she's going against what everybody's told her she can do. She's trying to prove herself. She doesn't want to just be a pretty face. And she likes Yan Mo. She does. Well, it's one of those things that he's almost like a habit to her. It feels He is a habit. He, But he is... Yenmo lets her be her. Mm-hmm. And what's not attractive about that? What's not attractive about the person that you like letting you be who you are? This is true. So it, it goes back to something else that we see in dramas. Anytime... You have a male lead that listens when someone else talks and looks people in the eye. You constantly have girls falling for him. Yep. Because as a society worldwide, women don't usually have men who sit across from them and pay attention. Yeah. I mean, we have it. I mean, it, it happens, but for the most part, That's the most flattering thing that a man can do is to look a woman in the eye and listen to what she has to say. Mm -hmm. So it's really easy to fall for a guy like that. Yeah, it is. So I have all sorts of opinions. All sorts of opinions. (laughs) So let's see. Oh. Yeah, we have to cover the other thing. So um, she's not the only one in Beijing. Nah, because her best friend Wu Yi moved there years before it is mm-hmm. because she is now a famous novelist. Correct. And out from underneath her mom's thumb or trying to be out from underneath her mom's thumb. And one of the reasons why Chow Yi stayed put was because her brother decided to become a doctor. Mm-hmm. Skipped out on the Air Force. Oh, gee, I wonder why. He moves to Beijing. Yep. Because that's where all the schools and he starts to work there. I mean, this poor girl, she just, she has put herself on the back burner for everyone. Mm-hmm. But they're worthy. I mean, her family, normally I would be like, this sucks. She shouldn't do that. But her family, they're not bad people. They're not taking advantage of her. No. And she still has a chance to live her life. But she gave up an opportunity so that other people would have an opportunity in her family. And and I get that. She's the tree that bends. Well, okay. So Guan Chao, I'm assuming this is where we're headed. Mm-hmm. He decides to get a new apartment in Beijing. And he ends up across the hall from Wu Yi. And she's very reclusive and kind of known as the crazy lady in the hallway just because of her strange novelist habits. And he doesn't know about that. And he just, he goes around his hallway meeting all the cute girls, et cetera. And he decides to throw a little housewarming party and the music's a little loud. And Wu Yi comes over and bangs on his door and was just like, turn that down. And she's like, oh, hey, it's you. 
And so they get drunk, the other girls leave, and Wooey stays and stuff. And she stays. They wake up the next morning in a compromising position <laughs> and realize, yes, she clocks him because they have committed the ultimate best friend brother sin. And now what? Because they've slept together and everything has changed. They can't tell anybody. They're both embarrassed about it. And I totally approve this pairing. <laughs> it takes me a while, but that's because it takes Guan Chao a while to really warm up to it. Because he still wants to keep his kind of flirty ways. He doesn't want to commit. I think he's afraid to commit. He's afraid to commit, but he also is someone that is a caretaker. Mm -hmm. You can just tell right off the bat that she needs someone to love. Mm -hmm. And he's never not known love. <laughs> it's so true. You know, his relationship in, in the novel, it really shows how close he is to his sister. Like, they finish each other's thoughts, and they are literally the person that each other loves the most. Yeah. Um, and so it's not a far stretch for the person that she loves the most that isn't him to become someone that he can love. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, I, I just, I, I love it. And all of this is based on true stuff. I know brother really did marry her best friend. I mean, get together with her best friend. And, and, you know, I, I think that that's one of the things that we have to pause and remember is that while not everything is exactly real life, these are based on real incidents. Some of it's tossed in there. Some of it's elaborated and exaggerated, but <laughs> it, truth can sometimes be stranger than fiction. Because there are repercussions for that drunken night together. Because uh, Wu Yi ends up thinking that, well, yeah, Wu Yi thinks she's pregnant. Correct. And she doesn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So she starts acting weird and Chao Yi figures it out. And... um. She starts doing everything she can to help her. Mm -hmm. And in the process, this actually brings Yan Mo around. Because when Chao Yi goes to try to do research to help Wu Yi, she's, she's looking at all this pregnancy stuff. But her brother thinks that she's pregnant and goes and clocks Yan Mo. Because... <laughs> It has to be Yan Mo because Yan Mo is the only person that Chao Yi's ever loved. Right. And her brother knows this. Yan Mo, on the other hand, doesn't know this because when he was in stalker mode back in the early 2010s, he read about a person named Boyfriend mm -hmm. on Chao Yi's blog. And it was like a one and she put in like right before winter break. Yes. Saying that she hopes that boyfriend won't be too cold. And he suffered so much over that post. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just gutted him. 
So now he's there. He follows um, Guanchao. 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 Follows Guanchao to Chao Yi's house. And they, um, they confront her. Well, she escapes to the bedroom. And she texts Yin Mo the truth. Mm-hmm. And you can just see everything just just fade. He like immediately changes. Because yep. it's not her. And I he, his face acting, again, so good at the minute facial expressions. Mm-hmm. So, um, so good. Because if you don't understand the context, even if you don't have subtitles, you watch his face change and know something has happened. Um, so now Chao Yi is trying to do what she can to help Wu Yi. Mm -hmm. And we run into, um, problems that they're trying to figure out everything for work and Fei Dao Chan got it, did it, said it. Nice. He is everywhere. Um, I'm not sure exactly what his job is at the company, but he is really the glue that's holding most of it together. And Alicia, which is the childhood fiance girl, mm-hmm. she is just grumpy because Yan Mo is obviously still in love with Chow Yi. Oh, yeah. And she's petty. Oh, so petty. They they are trying to create this um, smartwatch and Chow Yi has a good plan, but Alicia chunks it. She, she doesn't even let anybody else see it. Right. And she's also, they have a leak um, at work yep. and they're trying to figure out why their design has been leaked and she's suspicious and it's super funny because this is where you really get to see her trying to work things through and she's she's one of those still waters kind of people she's very very pretty but she's very very smart but she's always been dismissed as being smart because she's pretty right and she's rich yes so now she really just wants to to try new things and to and and one of my favorite things is that she wants crawfish mm-hmm. and she discovers Dao Chan has you know he's he's eating crawfish so she leaves her friends and goes to his house beauty I can't eat a piece of cake because I'm on the diet friends right yeah and she's she's realizing this is the moment where we see that she realizes there's more to life and that this is not the life that she wants to lead. Yep. And so she, she takes immediate action. I'll, I'll give her that. And I like her for that. And I think that it's because I've watched this so many times. Mm-hmm. I've watched this drama so many times because her character is not in the book. Oh, it's not? Mm-mm. Not as not written as she is. She's, it's more of a blurb. Um, it's not as what I mean. They really developed the the character for the drama, which is one. Of, I agree with it because she really adds to the tension. 
but she goes and she sits down and pulls on a pair of gloves and starts peeling crawfish. Well, she tries to. <laughs> she's kind of and what she's doing. We start to see the amazing chemistry between these two characters. And I love it. And I ship it. I totally support this pairing because she doesn't think that he's not smart. And and she really doesn't see him as she's slumming, if that makes sense. Right. You know, she's not beneath her. No, she does not see him as beneath her. She's just never considered him because she wants GMO. So it's it's really interesting to see how the story is starting to get set up and to see how everyone is being put in their everyone listen to me. I'm sorry. Y'all, I teach English and I'm embarrassed of myself. We see how the pairings are starting to pair up. And it's believable. Mm-hmm. It's believable and it's following a natural progression here. So very organic. It's coming out of the situation, it's not being forced on them. Correct. They're have they're going through a lot. I mean, you've got Wu Yi thinking that she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And she's a single woman in China. Yeah. She's feuding with her mother because she and her mother have not ever really connected. Her mother doesn't speak to her. And so she's awkward around her mother. So she's not even able to tell her mother that she thinks that she's pregnant. Yeah. The only person in her life that she can depend on is Chow Yi. Right. So it takes her for ever to actually tell Guan Chao. Yeah. And it almost doesn't happen because she's going to go to America. I mean, her solution to everything is to run away. Because it's worked for her before. Oh, yeah. She just runs away. What happens? So Guan Chao finds out. Yeah. But she doesn't tell him. He finds out. Who does he find out from? Does he find out from Chao Yi? Yes, because he starts connecting the dot. Yes. And she can't lie. So, (laughs) yeah, she she has, there is no pretense about that girl at all. Yeah. Which is refreshing Mm -hmm. and frustrating. And he's, he's freaked out, but he's committed. Yep. And there's a little bit of an issue. Tiny issue. Insignificant. Minuscule. A little bit. In addition to feuding with her mom and thinking she's pregnant, Wu Yi is also feuding with her editor because she wants to write an entirely different story. And so her pop is dropping off. Because her novels, she wants to write a completely different kind of novel, and her editor is kind of mad at her for it. So she's got all this stress going on. And so what's the end result? She ain't pregnant. Nope, she's not pregnant. She's just got a lot of the symptoms of being pregnant. But of course, how did she tell Guan Guan Chao about that? Yeah, that because right now he's he's turned into super dad. I mean, he's gonna be there for her, and he's he's really saying all the things that if she were pregnant, 
would be very comforting and wonderful, but now it's just horribly awkward. And so now we have the whole um, issue of we don't just have Wu Yi and Guan Chao in a, in a hard situation. Panda is also in a hard spot because they're about to release their wristband, but there are commercials for an identical product everywhere. And they suspect her. I mean, it's, it's a huge thing where she has thought that she was doing something that would help everyone. She's not trying to be underhanded. She's not trying to ruin anything. She's invested here. But her brother is as stupid as she is smart and he's shady and he goes and creates the perfect storm where he steals their designs. And in the middle of all of this, they... Panda now has to figure out what are they going to do. So Yan Mo being Yan Mo, he's not out to destroy Alicia because he doesn't blame her. And he's talking to Chao Yi and he realizes they can do something else with this. So now he's flipping the whole plan as sort of a beta test. So instead of a full release, he's turning this into a beta test where they're going to give away so many watches and take all of the information that they get from people to create a better product. Which is genius in its own way. It's just, it's hard for Panda Tech being a startup to lose all that money up front. Right. But at the same time, they're going to show that they're a better product in the long run. And so it's going to work. It's just going to take some time. And it actually takes the whole team working together to make this, even this giveaway, work successfully. And Chow Yi has important input. She doesn't always think through every angle. And one of the biggest complaints that I have is that they let her come up with these ideas, but nobody helps her to figure out the back end of it. Mm-hmm. Like she's brilliant. She has all of these ideas that will actually work, but nobody, you know, they're like, okay, now what? Mm-hmm. And she just looks at them because that's, that's, that's not her part. Right. They need to fill in the gaps. And, and so now they're realizing they're going to have to help her fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing her as a capable person, though. Oh, yeah. And for once, Alicia's, like, backing her up. She's like, you know, this is, we're in the right place. We just have to figure out how to get people to us. Right. Um, So, in all of this mess, there is a little glimmer of hope. Um, they should be able to turn things around with the watch. 
Mm-hmm. But Dao Chan realizes that he really likes Alicia. Well, and it's kind of funny how they get to that point, too, because he tells Yan Mo this story that feels like a throwaway story. He was, I think he was getting beat up and he, when he was, like, in second grade. He was young. Mm-hmm. And this girl swoops in and chases away his bullies, and then she fixes him up. And he distinctly remembers the first aid kit that she has had a Batman sticker on the front. First love. Yep. And she's always been a bit of a bad donkey. (laughs) Alicia has. Yeah, because she knows her own mind. And how does he get hurt this time where she has to fix him up? I don't remember. I was in the middle of watching that when my dog started going crazy because I was doing a, a, I've been doing the rewatch and I had like 30 minutes left of the last episode. (laughs) Um, I just, I, I think it has something to do with, I don't know, but he gets hurt again. Long story Mm -hmm. short, he gets hurt and she has to fix him up and he realizes who she is. Because she's still using the same first aid kit. (laughs) Who uses it for that long? But let's take a couple of steps back. Remember, she's known Yan Mo her whole life. Mm Mm-hmm. The funny thing is that she's been in the same path as Dao Chan, and they've never realized it. This is true. But they've grown up in the same circle. So well, but um, have they? Because well, Yano's a... mom being the ballerina, that's how they met, because I think Alicia's mom had something yes. to do with it. But if you think about it, they've been in the same circle, just different sides of the circle. Mm, mm-hmm. So if they were in a position where he was a kid that she was able to patch him up, they've probably had their paths either parallel or very close to intersecting most of their life and never realized it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I like. I like that whole, I'm a deep thinker about stuff like that. <laughs> so it only can, it can only get worse. Things can only get worse for poor Chai She's been living in an apartment and um, she's had a roommate Mm -hmm. and she's there totally illegally. It is sublet. Yeah. They're renting from a friend of a friend and they get caught. Yep. Because it turns out that friend of a friend is not the landlord. Really, people, I've watched enough dramas at this point that really you need to like see the deed to the house before you agree to pay anyone any money ever. Right. So she doesn't have a place to live. All her stuff is packed up. She's got to find somewhere to go. So guess where she goes? Just to the street. (laughs) And she doesn't know what to do. Yeah. She makes friends with a homeless dog. You know... And, well, that's almost as bad as um, Dao Chan feeding a kitten. <laughs> They've got to have the obligatory animal moment. Um, so she can't go live with Wu Yi. Wu Yi's got too much happening, and her apartment's too small. Yep. And she can't live with her brother. 
because he, everything's going on. She can't go there. She can't tell them what's happened. Mm-hmm. So who rescues her? Yon Mo to the rescue. Dun, da, da, da. <laughs> so um, it's pretty awesome because now she's starting to stay. You know, she's he's got that room. He's got room. Mm-hmm. And she finally tells him why she's in Beijing. Well, and it's on the ride. When he picks her up and he's taking her to his house, it's on that ride. It's a life-changing ride for them. Because he's kind of scolding her for getting into the situation. She's like, it's not like I wanted to be in an illegal sublet. I'm not even sure why I wanted to. Or not that she wasn't sure why she wanted to be in Beijing. But she's like, I don't like Beijing. There's too many people. There's too much pollution. He's like, why are you here? And she says, because you're here. She finally spills it. And then... We get a kiss. We do. Good thing they were at a stoplight. And things start to fall into place because you and I both know that now Yanmo is not going to let her go. Nope. Never, never, never. It It's... And, and we know that we still have time to go before they're actually married and everything because we know this because of the frame story. And mm-hmm. how it tells us that um, they were together for like six years before they get married. Um, but we don't care about any of that. Mm-mm. Because we finally have a kiss. Hallelujah. I've been waiting for this and since episode one. I love that moment. And they're together. And they realize... That they are still the one for each other. Mm-hmm. And everybody goes, oh, mm-hmm. so sweet. Except for Dustin, so, who's like, finally. So we have made it all the way through 24 now. Mm-hmm. And we can't go any further. No. So now... We have to talk about what our favorite scenes are. Okay. I'll start with mine. Because I wrote the outline and put myself first. Okay. Okay. So my favorite, and it's just because it cracked me up so much, is we talked about boyfriend before that Chow Yu mentioned just offhand in her blog. And when Yan Mo was doing his stalking and reading her blog, he thought boyfriend was her boyfriend. And so he d- goes out because Alicia and his roommate, his roommate is not Frank. He's Frank. What's his roommate's name? Oh, I don't remember. Eh, doesn't matter. Anyway. No. Uh, He's throwaway character. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> so Alicia and his roommate in Britain are on the back patio and they're having some drinks. And he goes out there and he starts drinking. And they're like, what is going on? You never drink. And so basically he's drowning his sorrows and just getting absolutely hammered. And then... It's more funny when you find out that boyfriend was a dog, <laughs> an illegal pet that he's RA was keeping in the dorm. And so he's crying and just having the breakdown of his life. And it's not even over any arrival. It's just it's over this pet. So that one cracks me up probably more than it should, because he really did have his heartbreak. 
But at the point that he's getting drunk, we know that it's a dog that he's getting drunk over. See, and and I keep going back to the scene where they've gone to her apartment to confront her about being pregnant. Mm -hmm. That is that is my favorite because that's where she texts him. She texts Yanmo and she's like, it's not me. It's Wu Yi. Help. Mm -hmm. And it tell that scene tells us so many things. It tells us that she still sees him the same way. Mm -hmm. um, and she wants him to know that she's she's done nothing. Right. Um, especially whenever her brother asks if she's pregnant and she's like, <laughs> You're pregnant. <laughs> um so <laughs> I love that part, but it tells us that. And then the, whenever he immediately backs her up, mm -hmm. when he starts making her lie believable and starts lying for her, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, because that's, that's where you see the shift. That's mm -hmm. where you see the sh shift where he's actually starting to realize that maybe she didn't throw him away. Right. Um, well, and so, it's even in their body language because he's sitting on the opposite end of the couch from Guan Chao and she comes back into the room and sits on the arm of the couch next to him and he shifts a little bit so that he's in front of her. So it's a very protective stance. So, yeah, I love the, I love the fact that he, he, well, number one, she doesn't go sit by her brother at all. Mm -mm. And so she's already taking sides. Yep. She knows who will defend her. And she's, the girl just says straight up that she wants the seat in the office where she can just stare at him. I don't know <laughs> how he hasn't figured out that he, she, he is her world. Right. So, what about our favorite side story? Mine is going to have to be when Wu Yi goes home. Mm -hmm. And she's losing it. And she almost hits a couple. And we realize that she almost hits Chow Yi's <laughs> parents <laughs> as yep. they walk by. Um, and this is an, an important scene because she can't connect with her mom. Right. And she spends her time at Chow Yi's house and they're not, Chow, Chow Yi's not home. Nope. And yet she's still hanging out and being treated like a daughter and eating good food. And they're just, they're happy. And, they like and they, her. They like her and they take care of her. And we can see how her mother doesn't even remember. She has to remind her mother multiple times that Chow Yi's not home. Right. And it's obvious that there's a lot going on with her mother. Her mother has sold her family home. Because she's going to, quote unquote, emigrate. Right. We won't talk about that right. yet. There's more to the story there, but we can't talk about it. Yep. Um, 
but they don't communicate at all. She is over at Chow Yi's house spilling her guts about everything, but thinking that she's pregnant with their grandbaby, <laughs> um, which is so ironic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really like that scene because we see how much of a family her family is and how lucky she is. Mm-hmm. Because even though her family isn't rich and Wu Yi's family is rich. Yeah. Um, her mom's selling the house and using half of it to immigrate and something. And then the other half is going into, to Wu Yi's trust fund. Right. I mean, hello. Yeah. So, um, so I just, I really liked the, the little bit of, um, insight that we get as we realize that money can't buy you happiness. No, it's choosing to be happy because even then, because, um, we also see something important about Chow Yu's mom and stepdad because they kind of bicker back and forth and she's a little uncomfortable because Wu Yu's mom just seemed, or not Wu Yu's mom, Chow Yi's mom just seems kind of angry. Right. And the stepdad leaves and then Chow Yi's mom turns to Wu Yi and she said, I'm sorry if I made you uncomfortable. He's just, he's teasing at me and helping me forget how lonely I am now that the kids have moved away. Right. Because they have a deep understanding of each other. Mm-hmm. And we t- talked about before that Chow Yi's mom has been through a lot. She has. And she looks at life very, very, very seriously. And her stepdad is really a good foil for her because he changes he changes her view and he mm-hmm. teases her and he pulls her out of her little protective shell. And I love that. I love this little I love her parents so much. Me too. So which they, one's yours? They work. They do work. Which which one is yours? What's your favorite side story? My favorite side story? Oh, I had it and I lost it because I got all caught up in Chow Yu's parents. Hang on a second. Well, it was I a get all chatty. <laughs> well, hang on. Because <laughs> it was cute and it was... Oh, one of my favorite side stories is the relationship between Chow Yi and her boss at the TV station. Oh. Because he's totally her mentor and... And it's kind of similar to her parents' relationship and the fact that he's very gruff and doesn't really let on how much he likes her. And she just always goes in and uses her very soft voice and is very subservient to him. But at the same time, you can see that they have a really good bantering relationship. And he actually is impressed with her, not necessarily her talent, because I think he said he says it's not necessarily that she's talented. It's that she works hard and that she's reliable. And that's why right. he likes her and he wants to take her when he gets promoted. He wants to take her along. But of course, she moves to Beijing instead. So I just I loved that relationship. I thought it was sweet. And, you know, she's worked for him for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he's a very good mentor. I mean, he he really is pushing her. And he even says that he's pushing her. Mm-hmm. And. I have to agree. That's a good scene. Yeah. So that that's my favorite side story, aside from the fact that, yeah, episode 24 was my favorite just because finally she tells Yan Mo and finally they get to kiss. And I just, like I said, I've been waiting for that one 
So it's good to have a side story to distract me from the fact that I had to wait. It feels like we've done a lot of waiting. We have. We're, we only have we're, 10 episodes to go. I mean, yeah, episode 24 and we get our kiss. and there's so, But there's so much buildup and backstory mm-hmm. that we have to go through. Um, so is there anything else that we need to talk about? Anything that isn't going to be a spoiler for next time? No, I think we pretty well covered it. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode. Feel free to send us your thoughts and feelings about the podcast. We'll be discussing episodes 25 through the end next time if you want to watch along with us. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. 